Hey, thanks for listening to the Journey Podcast. We're glad you're here. Journey exists to engage people in the process of knowing Jesus Christ. We pray that this podcast engages you, encourages you, and brings you closer to Him. Hey, I want to welcome everybody. Um, If you have been with us over the last uh, four weeks, um, you know we're in a series called Identity. I talked about it up front. Um, And actually, if you haven't been able to join us for a couple of those weeks, I would actually... I would ask you to go back and watch because we started on Easter Sunday and we talked about you're a brand new creation, the old is gone, the new is come, Second Corinthians. And the next week, Will, who led worship for us today with the rest of the team, did a great job. He talked about in week two about being more than a conqueror. Uh, and then um, last week, I dove into the story, the, just the, the whole idea of the two basins and where we're gonna serve in our lives. Are we gonna serve out of the basin of you know, serving her like Jesus did? Or are we gonna serve out of power and, 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 and really um, just all the other struggles like Pilate did? And so today, and I told you this last week if you were here, that is gonna be a two-part series. And this is the second part. And I have been excited about this, honestly, since the day we started talking about what we were gonna do here today. Because you get to hear from people that are actually front lines. You get to put names and faces together. Uh, A couple weeks ago, I was reading an article, and it was about, uh, who's heard of Albert Einstein? Anybody heard of Albert Einstein? So Albert Einstein, I grew up in Allentown, New Jersey, which was the next town to Princeton, New Jersey, where uh, Einstein was a, a professor there. And so we had a lot of kind of dialogue. We, we, we met a lot of people that knew him um, as he was kind of going through life. But I heard a story about that he had, growing up uh, in, in Princeton, he had two pictures. He had pictures of two great scientists. Uh, one was Sir Isaac Newton, the other one was Maxwell. But later in his life, he realized that that wasn't the picture of greatness that he wanted. And so he changed those two pictures out. And the two pictures they changed them out with, one was Gandhi and the other one was Albert Schweitzer. And he said, you know something, that was the picture of greatness, and that's what he wanted to, uh, people to know, uh, you know about his life. And when I think of greatness in the world that we live in, we have a really bad conception of what greatness is. We think greatness is about how much money, or if we have initials in front of our name, or if we're in position. Greatness in the Bible is found in one place. Let me, let me read a scripture, Mark chapter 10, verse 43. But it shall not be so among you, I love that, but whoever would be great among you must be, what is that next couple words, your what? Your servant, and whoever would be first among you must be slave of all. So today what we're going to talk about is how we find our identity in serving others in the world and literally serving here at at Journey Community Church. So I want to introduce you, actually I'm going to let you guys introduce yourself and what area that you serve in. Good morning. I'm Angie Attaway. I'm the Next Steps Coordinator here, and I've only been on staff a couple of months, but I've been at Journey seven years and I've been serving for most of those seven years. Yep. Hi, I'm Lindsay, um, and you might have seen me. I get to lead worship with the team here, but I also have, um, serve in our student ministry. I get to be the discipleship coordinator for all of our students, middle school through high school, helping them walk through small groups and building their faith um, through those years. Hey, I'm Tracy. I'm the outreach pastor here since September-ish, something like that, I think. And um, anyway, it, it's local community outreach, and it's also global. My name is Keith Walton. I'm the campus pastor at our Sherwood campus. We have a Sherwood campus? Yes, we do. Where's it at? In South Sherwood. (laughs) We're almost one year old. Yep. We're going to talk about it in a second. That's amazing. Yep. We we did something that everybody told us not to do. Start a church during the pandemic. So it worked out well for us. Um, My name is Justin Martin. I am the worship pastor here at Journey Community Church. I've been here for just over... Three and a half years now, wow. and uh, me and my family moved down from Orlando, and I'm loving every minute. Amen. I'm Megan Pollan. I am the early childhood director here, and that means I get to hang out with the small friends in Journeyland. 
Um, and I've been here about three and a half years. Yeah, and we're doing something very exciting today in the third service. Megan's been serving faithfully, and we are a church that believes that, that like the scripture says, neither Jew nor Gentile, man nor free. We say that we want the best people for the job. And so what we're getting to do this afternoon at 1230 service, you can get uh, watch us. We are actually ordaining uh, Megan as a pastor here at Journey Community Church, and we're gonna acknowledge and recognize what she has been already doing here, so it's an exciting time here. We're doing it because her mom and dad are going to come to 1230 service and we're going to have a good time. So three of you actually started out serving as volunteers. And so that's amazing to me. So you did. Yep. So how did it start for you, Keith? So I was actually attending a different church and my daughter and all of her friends, all of her friends came to here for church on Wednesday nights. And so I found myself coming here, dropping her off, coming in the door, sitting in. Next thing you know, I'm leading a small group, even though I was a member of another church. And I realized, wait, that's just backwards. I need to just dive in and partner with Journey, and that's what I did. And so a couple years later, I remember, I remember telling you how many years ago? It was four. Four years ago, I said, one day you're gonna work at Journey, and he said. And, and I laughed, and I said, oh, okay. And look at God. But God. But God. But God. So how about the two of you? You Both of you guys started out volunteers also. I did. I actually volunteered in the beginning to meet people and make connections. So you didn't, you didn't do it because it was an act of service? You didn't do it? Not really. I would love to tell you that that's what it was, but to be honest, Journey's big, and I wanted to meet some people, and that's how I did it. That's awesome. Yeah. Lindsay? Yeah, and I started serving because I felt like that's what I was born doing. It was a rhythm, a rhythm of my parents. Um, it just is something we grew up in church. Every time there was an opportunity, amazing. they are they're pretty. They're not too bad. <laughs> um, they just set great examples of of what it was to serve, how, how to act out our faith um, through serving in the church, and so it's just part of who we are now. Yep. Yeah. I, I remember, like, you're going to serve. You don't have an option. You're going to serve. So when we, it was all hands on deck when we were uh, a year old. Like, we had to have, like, everybody doing something. So it's exciting. Um, I'm going to kind of just kind of walk around a little bit and have, ask him questions. So I'm going to come back to Angie and just like, so what, your next steps coordinator, what does that mean and what ministries does that encompass and, and, and what are we doing in those areas? So next steps encompasses pretty much everything you see here on a Sunday morning from parking lot, greeters, next steps, booth, chat hosting, access groups, J groups, we, we do it all. Can I unpack a couple of those? Because you, you mentioned a couple of them that I don't know that everybody, general populace, one of the biggest and fastest growing areas of our church is our online experience. And so that's an area. We have uh, anywhere between 300 and 500 people watch every week. Uh, I think we, right now we have every continent but one. I think the only continent we don't have is Antarctica. I think it's Antarctica, the only continent. And we have people in all the other uh, states, and so it's an amazing thing. W what is a chat host? So a chat host is there to engage people with what's going on here on Sunday morning. And if you want to serve, you can literally be anywhere in the world and serve as a chat host. I found out last week, and you can correct, correct me, um, I know, know you will uh, if I'm wrong, um, but we actually have a person that doesn't even, has never even come to this campus, but it's a chat host, but this is their church. They watch online from maybe Atlanta or something. That's right. And so That's they right. literally, this, this is their church home. How cool is that? It's very cool. And so this past year, we also baptized two people um, that were online viewers. And so uh, one came up from Savannah and we baptized them. Actually, it was two years ago in, in October. So it's exciting what's going on there. What, what are some other areas of our church next steps that, first of all, that have needs? Like where can people fit in? 
So we have a place for anybody. If you can smile, we have a place for you. That's the only talent they need to have. That's it. And open the door. That would be great. Um, but if you make coffee, that's a great place to be. But really, we need some men, to be honest, to step up and join the parking team because we want everyone's experience at Journey to be excellent, and that starts the minute you drive on campus. I want you to brag on some people. I, I, it, it, it's one of those deals at Journey, we don't get a chance to do it a lot, but we would never be able to do what we do without the people that serve. If you guys don't serve, you, you wouldn't know this, but every year in the fall time, we have what's called volunteer appreciation, and we'll have anywhere between, we send out anywhere between five and 600, 700 invites because that's how many people serve around this place. And we'll have 400 people come and we have a big party and we do all kinds of fun things. We get to brag there, but I want you to brag here on stage where everybody can listen and... So I would love to brag on everybody, but I know you won't let me do that. Uh, but uh, Debbie Reeves, Frank Rodriguez, Greg Strasma, you're here every week. Yep. Welcoming they're, they're, people. Some of them are right there in the back. Yeah. Wave your hand. So they get the red shirt people. What's that now? The red, the shirt, red team. shirt team. Yes, the red so. shirt team. That's us. Yep. Well, how, Jennifer is another one. Jennifer Pluger. Jennifer Pluger. It seems is like every time star. the doors open, she's here doing something, whether it's she missions or, or, or welcoming people. She, I think she's over next steps right now, isn't she? She is. It's crazy. What, what, are, what can people do if they want to get ready to serve? If they... So after service, just go out and see Jennifer Pluger, or some of us will be out there, and we can help get you connected in the area where you want to be. That's awesome. Awesome. Megan, you do... Younger kids. I specifically get to work with the littles, but Journeyland actually extends up to fifth grade. Um, but yeah, I mean, we we have honestly, if it goes on at Journey, we have a version of it in Journeyland, except for the parking. Team. Honestly, what does that what does that actually mean? Because you're, you're you're getting ready to say something, I'm going to scratch my head. But you, no, like legit, anything that goes on in Journey, whether it's worship, small groups, activities. Uh, Honestly, anything but parking team because kids are bums. They just jump in the car with their parents. <laughs> but anything that goes on, we do a version of it within Journeyland. Um, and even if you don't like kids, we have a spot for you too. Whoa, we whoa, whoa, have... whoa, 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 whoa! I know you are children's minister. You hear have to out. like kids, don't you? Hear, hear me out. Okay. So we have people that help at check-in um, on Sunday mornings. They help when the computers are being persnickety or if people are new. We have people that come in during the week and help us fill our lesson bins, clean toys, set up for things. Um, we have people that help us at special events like JLX is coming up this summer. So, I mean, honestly, if you feel like Journeyland is a passion for you, whether you like kids or not, we have a spot for you. And we have some awesome volunteers that already are serving in Journeyland. Um, one that's right now back in our kindergarten class is Coach Lonnie Morris. He, he is phenomenal. But one of the really cool things that I love about it is he is now on a second generation. There are kids in his class right now that he taught their parents. Yep. And so talk about impacting a generation. He's like moved on to the next one. We've got, you know, uh, Holly Jackson, who she's a teacher at heart, but right now her phase of life doesn't allow her to teach in a classroom. But on Sunday morning, she's here and she's using her little teacher heart and getting to pour out. It's awesome. What are some of the big needs? Uh, what, like if, if somebody like, I, I want to help serve in, 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 in Journeyland, what are some of the big needs that you have? I mean, big needs, we have JLX coming up and we're doing it on two campuses this year, which is amazing. I, you know, when I started here, I didn't think I was going to be able to say that, but here we are doing JLX. It's our version of a Bible club. We have 
you know, Sunday mornings, uh, a lot of you guys are able to be in here because your kids are in Journeyland learning. And so we need more people to help, you know, kind of be a part of that two for one. Yep. So she mentioned two locations and you are over our Sherwood campus. You're our campus pastor down there and we're doing JLX down there, but there's so much going on. What are some of the, okay, let, let's just talk. Let's just talk, brother. Just me and you. What are some of the big wins that have happened over the last year? Well, one, she mentioned Journeyland, so I'm going to start there. So the community where Sherwood is is a little bit different than here in Evans. She mentioned the kids getting a ride with their parents. Well, I've actually got kids getting up in the morning by themselves, feeding themselves, getting dressed, and walking by themselves to come to church. Now, we can't service them if we don't have Journeyland volunteers. And so that's, that's a crucial component to our growth. And um, I shared this with the Sherwood family uh, one Sunday. I said, you know, God is telling me to brace for the impact because it's coming. And in order for us to brace for the impact, we've got to have volunteers. And, and lots of people, and we're, I'm gonna, I don't want to jump on you, Justin, yet because we're going to come to you in a few minutes. But we have people that are actually serving in both locations, uh, people that sing, people that play instruments, people that like right now, a couple of our staff members are down there. Um, one is um, actually doing ProPresenter. It's the, all the slide stuff and everything. You said something, and this really is where just the global part of Journey comes into play so much is we, we knew that we were going to do things down at Journey Sherwood, but they were going to be different. We would never let a kid walk into this place um, and just sign himself in or herself in because of safety reasons. We feel like Journey, uh, we need to provide a safe place for our children to hear the dangerous message. And we take the safe place really, really, really. But, but we have something really weird that goes on down there is there's lots of parents that, that don't go to church. And so we had to come up with a whole new volunteer protocol and how we ch check kids in. For sure. One of the things that was really unique, and I shared this with Bobby, um, anytime there's a car in the parking lot, the kids are coming over. So when we do an on-ramp and there are cars in the parking lot, the kids are coming over. Well, it's not for the kids, it's for the adults, but it doesn't matter. Their safe place is the church. Amen. It's the body of Christ. Um, we do an access group, the kids are coming over. So we had to really look at things uh, in a unique way to facilitate and to be able to minister to God's word. And you don't want to miss an opportunity to, to plant that seed into a young person's life. Amen. Brag on some of your volunteers. There's a bunch so of them down there. One of, the, one of the ones I want to brag on right now would be John and Chastity Sidwell. So we have middle school to high school kids that are coming over to church. Um, really don't necessarily know God's word just yet, so we really had to start them out. Okay, push, put, put that on pause. Put that on pause. <laughs> Y'all got to hear this, okay? So the kids that he's talking about that come over, we're going to come back to John and Chastity, okay? Because mm -hmm. they're, they're, that's a win. That's a huge win because they actually served in JSM and still serve in, in, in Journey students, I mean. And so, but the Isaiah thing. So one day in the summer, uh, you know, we've got the care centers, the food pantry and the clothing closet. Young man comes over and we had the beautiful feet truck. And on the beautiful feet truck is a Bible verse from Isaiah 52, seven. And it says, how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of the messenger who brings good news, the good news of peace and salvation, the news that God is the, is, is the Israel, of Israel reigns. So he sees 52, seven. And uh, he goes up to April and he goes, Miss April, what is 527? And she goes, what do you mean 527? And he goes, yeah, 527. She goes, 527? He goes, no, 52.7. And she goes, oh, a Bible verse. He's like, yeah, that's it. And she goes, okay, what, what book? And he goes, I don't know no books. And in that moment, yep. 
it came to life exactly why we are there. And we do not take that for granted at all. He can't read. He's, he struggles in reading. Yes, and so reading is very poor. You came to me. And so if anybody's going to get mad, you can get mad at him for this statement. Okay, not me. Seriously. So he said, Bobby, we don't have a black-white issue down there. What do we have? We have a social economic issue. It's a green it's, issue. It's a green issue. It's lack and, of. And so it's one of those deals where, like, we are doing our best. We didn't go down there to be a white church. We didn't go down there to be a black church. Right. We went down there to be the church. Period. And all of a sudden, church people are coming. And unchurched people are coming. And they're coming to all different colors and such on. And so one of the things that we decided was, okay, we, are, we need to teach them how to read. So what's going so on down there with that? We started a program called Elevate, which is a literacy program to help bridge the gap. Everybody's pointing fingers at the teachers. Every, the teachers are pointing fingers at the parents. Nobody's coming to the table with a solution. So we decided to stop pointing fingers and do something about it. Amen. So every Saturday morning at, from 10 to 11, um, we're going we're gonna, to uh, partner with the teachers um, through computers, by, by the way, um, and help bridge the gap of literacy in the community. So I'm like, what's the point of me sharing God's word with you when I can't get you to take it home to yourself to feed yourself? And so because I know that there's a literacy problem, we've got to do something about it. Amen. I could run. <laughs> I need a towel right now. Tracy, this falls right into your wheelhouse, too, because you're over local and global missions, and you're over a lot. Your team is over a lot of stuff that goes on over there. But t tell me what you do. What's it look like here at Journey? Well, um, one of my favorite things I've been able to be a part of several, several times is, um, man, we get to do um, like second Saturday. And then it's it's like the same thing on Wednesdays over at Sherwood, second Wednesday. And it's just where volunteers like y'all, a lot of y'all are sitting out here. I'm looking at you uh, right now, but just volunteers come and we get to serve a food pantry. We get to serve clothing. They get to actually come in and walk through and shop like through the the racks and everything for clothes. Um, from the time they come in, there's somebody greeting them. To the time they leave, we have someone walk out um, to their car and, and pray with them. And I got I to gotta go ahead and just jump on this volunteer go ahead. bandwagon because it's awesome. Um, man, I, I just, I can't help but remember last Sunday, this is just a week ago, I'm out and I'm talking to a lady out in the uh, atrium and she's just sitting there waiting on service to start, going to watch it. And I go over and talk to her. I'm like, hey, how you doing today? And, and she was like, I'm good. And we just had a, a really quick, brief conversation. And, and um, I said, what, you know, you've been coming to Journey for just a few weeks now. I've noticed. And she said, yeah, um, I, I went to school with uh, Roxanne uh, Kemak. And, and like she said, she was quiet in high school, by the way. But that's, she, not what, that's not what you told me she yeah, said about Yeah, I can't Roxanne. say. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> But, but she actually, she was so excited. She said, that's the reason I'm here. She said, that's the reason I'm here right now. And like Jody and Roxanne are sitting right there and they are literally awesome. Like every time we have second Saturday, they're there and they're like some of the last people to even leave. I mean, they're like, they're putting racks on the truck, putting bags on the van, like whatever we're doing. Um, I just can't, it's, it's amazing like to see them walk out Jody prays a lot with, with our guests that come, and, and just, it's awesome. I could, I could keep talking. Like, I could talk Robert Stuttered, who, I mean, is, like, it, he gets more out of it, he said in his own words, than he gets, um, like, serving the people. The people get out of it. So, 
he, he sits there and talks with him and prays with him, and he can't help it. Like, he's on the phone calling him during the week, like, checking on, uh, like, Mr. Johnny and checking on different ones that are struggling that are, and wants to just know how they're doing. So, And I'm amazed awesome at the people. amount of families that we've had come. We never set out to do Second Saturday. So if you don't know what Second Saturday is, Second Saturday of every month, bar two months, April when we have Masters and I think December, right? That's right. They have them in another uh, Saturday. We do food distribution. We take care of, uh, I think it's close to 100 families in the Columbia County area that we give them food. They're, they're food insecure, so we, we give out food. And we work with different organizations around here. And so there's sometimes 25 to 40 volunteers that are here. And so if somebody wants to get involved with that, because I need to move on to the, the, the international thing, which we're back yeah, into, well, the, the global the thing. Quick, the quick version is come see me. I'll be in the Next Steps area. Come talk to me. You can go to the What's Happening page, and you can sign up right there. And we give you a free free breakfast as well. I just got to throw that in there. That's like this the best morning? part. No, no, no. No, no, uh, on second Saturday. That's, that's, I don't have any today, man. All right. I'm food insecure right this second. <laughs> you can tell by looking at me. So that's awesome. Um, we're back on the mission field too. Yes, this and year. so in October, we have two trips planned. And um, some of y'all out there, I'm praying that the Lord will just go ahead and this morning just speak to you. We have a few signed up. We're looking for medical. And you don't have to be like medical. If you're around the medical field and you know just a little bit about it, it would be awesome if you'd come talk to us in the Next Steps area. Uh, but we're going on October 7th. We're going on a medical mission trip. And then on October uh, 21st, we're going on a construction so if you're good with your hands, if you can build, can do a little bit with your hands, we would love uh, to do that. And we go over to Haiti uh, for a full week, that's seven days. And um, I've not yet been able to be a part of it here, and I'm excited, and I want some of you to go with me. So yep. please, please, please come talk to me about that. So I'm going to tell you how much talent you don't need to have to go on a medical trip. I have no medical training at all. But when I go to Haiti, I'm, I'm in charge of the three Bs. I'm in charge of bubbles. I'm in charge of balloons and I'm in charge of babies. And so it's one of those deals where, but I'm a help because they can take care of the children. They can, they can check them out. They can go through the, we have a mobile clinic that we go to four different or five different cities in Haiti and, put, and do the mobile clinic. I know lots of you have been on there and because of the pandemic, we were not able to go back at all. We had six trips get canceled because of just what was going on in the world and because of the pandemic. I'm so excited about, about going back. We also have Engage coming up May 15th. Yes, man, that's two weeks two away. Two weeks away. That's, that's crazy. And Engaged is where everybody sitting in a chair can come. You can come as an individual. If you're a part of a J group, you can come with your J group and you guys can do a project together. There are several, several different opportunities that you can be a part of. This is just like a few of them. Uh, both campuses were having just a car wash just to, just to wash cars in Jesus' name and love on people. You can't beat that. In the past, that's just been for like JSM, but it's opened up like to everybody that wants to be a part of that at both campuses. Um, also, we're gonna be having the food pantry, the clothing pantry and all that uh, available as well that you can serve in. But on top of that, you can, um, we're gonna be over having some people go over to the master's table and donate items there. You can do yard work and like assemble some furniture. Maybe you're good with your hands. It takes me like 16 hours to put together a cabinet, but I'll do something else. But anyway, if you're good, like with those kind of things, we, we need that. We actually have a, a local nonprofit that you can go serve at and be a part of. Uh, also, there's the Lydia Project. It's yep. a center for, like, for cancer that you can go um, donate items and help out over there. There's like so many more. 
Um, they, awesome. You're gonna be over next step. So somebody can go, okay, how do I get involved with Beautiful Feet today? Directly following this service. We'll get, you, we'll get you plugged right in. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to, Justin, where are you at, Justin? Hey. Right hey. So what do you do around here? Oh, man. I, I, well, I'm the worship pastor around here. Uh, I, my official title is creative arts pastor because uh, there's a lot that goes on around here that, that's not music related. Um, um, and uh, I, 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 like I said, I love every minute of it. I think the number one question I get asked about serving is what if I can't sing? I say, well. Why did you look at me? I was, we're, just, we're just having a conversation, Bobby. It's, it's no, nothing personal. But, but I would say Bobby down in the front row is, he's one of our, our most prolific singers up there. He is our worship leader to boot down there. Um, but it doesn't matter if you can't sing. Just, just a pause. We may go a little long today, but just a pause. So I, this is how they break in new singers. They put the new singers right there, right in front of me. And they, after they get done, if they make it through the services, they come back and they can be part of the team. So it's one of those deals where, so anyway. It, like I said, it doesn't matter if you can't sing because uh, by definition, any, any, any time where you were turning uh, your focus away from that of the world and turning it to God to give God the glory, you are worshiping. So um, uh, we always say that no matter what you're doing here, if you're on the parking lot team, if you're running cameras or lights, if you're in Journeyland or JSM, if you are coming at it with a heart of a servant, then you are on the worship team. Um, and that's how we feel. And that goes for all the campuses. So we have worship that goes on down there. That's right. And we do, we do it here. So uh, one of the things that I love about Journey is we talk about experiences and we have lots of experience. So your job is really to create an experience for people to engage in the process of knowing who Jesus is. I love what you just said, that you don't have to play drums or do whatever. So what, what, are the, what do you do? What, what needs do we have at Journey um, as uh, far as creative. Well, week in and week out, um, I mean, we do need um, instruments. We need musicians. If, if you are a musician, we're having a, a band audition on uh, May 18th, actually. Uh, so you can sign up and be a part of that if you think that this is where your heart lies and your talent uh, level uh, lies. Um, but every single week, we need people to run cameras. We need people to run uh, lights. We need, if you have a heart for sound, if you, want, if you just want to sit at a computer and, 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 and turn screens, um, we need you and... All those positions are very, very well trained by all of us, and it doesn't take very long to get incorporated in week in and week out. Yep. So if somebody, I want you to brag on somebody. I want you to brag on some of our leaders, because we have amazing people in this area of ministry, so brag on them. Absolutely. Uh, first family comes to mind, uh, Bill and Lauren Kay. Um, yeah. They are here literally on a camera or in the switcher, or Wednesdays and Sundays, they are literally here more than me. Uh, and they, they are an amazing, amazing heart for serving. Um, uh, um, uh, Matt and Amanda Frame, oh my goodness. Um, so Amanda, she, uh, she's switcher, cameras, uh, she wants to run lights and stuff. She would literally do my, my job if, if, if I just decided to sit in the front row. She is always here, uh, as well as Matt, who helps us with construction and renovation, yep. really, really anything, they step up. Um, and then uh, Aaron Corbin. So yeah. that this is a, a whole family who is, their hearts are for serving. But Aaron was in Journeyland and then served. He was in student ministry and now and then serves. And now uh, he's worked for us as an intern on for Sunday mornings and production. And to serve, it seems like every step of his life has just led him to want to serve God and serve others. I think of Brian Jones too. I don't know if Brian's here today or not, but Brian started out. Is Brian on the camera? Hey, Brian. And so Brian started out on camera a couple of weeks ago. They asked him, hey, um, would you mind learning how to do switcher a few but And so two weeks ago, he, he got an email and just said, can you come and switch? And 
Well, he thought it just meant video, so he gets here literally with the idea that he's gonna run a camera and they have him in the back. If you've ever seen, we should shoot a video in the back because the back is crazy. They're like, camera one now, camera three, zoom in, zoom out. And so that's what he was doing. He got such a pleasant voice. All of us, and Amanda does the same thing. We couldn't do it without him. Like, and he did a fantastic he job. He did a fantastic And so you can be trained. It wasn't something he knew how to do. Um, he is actually a police officer by trade, but he decided he just wanted to uh, find an area to serve. Right now on cameras, where you have a young man over there that never ran a camera before, but Jesus has changed his heart, right? Wave over there. And so over there, and, and, then, and then that's one of our staff members. And so she didn't know how to do camera either. She's, she's, a, she's a financial person, so it's exciting. We'll, we will train you how to do that kind of stuff. Anything else? You good? I mean, yeah. I mean, want to be part of the band? Be part of the band. If you want to run lights, run lights, but just come see us. Talk I play us. Hammered, find a place I play a hammered dulcimer. Can we use that here? If you have a hammered dulcimer and you are just, a t your talent is outrageous. I don't play hammered a place dulcimer. I don't play that at all. Lindsay. You just took on a new uh, skill set in your, in your job here. What are you doing now? Yes, yeah. So I get to be part of the student ministry, like I said. So I get to speak about once a month, twice a month, um, along with Patrick, our student pastor. Um, I get to write curriculum for all of our student ministry um, small groups. I get to help lead and invest in our leaders as they lead our students. And so I also get to do, um, I get to lead the production team for student ministry as well. I get to do like everything, everything in there. It's great. Um, but we need, we need volunteers and I, I don't want to say that we need them. Let me say there's an opportunity for yeah. you to serve in student ministry. Everything that you see that happens on a Sunday morning in this room happens exactly the same way for students on Wednesday nights. Um, so we stream our services. So we need camera ops and we have a full worship bands and so if you serve or you play an instrument but maybe Sundays don't work for your schedule you can come serve on a Wednesday with us um, we have scripture and words that come up for songs on Wednesdays as well and so if you want to serve on a Wednesday and put up words for students to be able to sing songs you can do that as well and then um, we have a security team to make sure our students are safe and so if you want to come serve on the on the security team on Wednesdays, you can do that. And lastly, um, we do have small groups. And so the way our student ministry works is students, they get to sit in a service, they get to hear worship that is engaging for them, and then they get to hear a message that is relevant to their stage of life. And then they get to go into a small group where they're led um, by a, a, an adult, um, either from college students and up. Um, they get to be led and um, get to be taught how to apply what they had heard in the message before. And so there's an opportunity for you. If you feel called to mentor and to pour into and disciple students, there's an opportunity for you to lead students in that way as well. I want you to brag on some people. There's a lot of people that Oh my gosh, we could not do it. We, we seriously could not um, do what we do and invest in students' lives without the help of every one of our volunteers. Um, but there's some specific ones. Robert Studdard is someone that you mentioned that serves in your, small, in your area um, of ministry as well. But Robert Studdard, he is a man that he is um, later in years, but still very youthful in heart. And so he gets that to- That was a great way of saying thank he's you, old. Thank you. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> he's old. Um, but he gets to invest and mentor into a group of ninth grade boys um, that they just, they love him. And so he gets to use the experience that he's lived throughout all of his life to pour into these students and um, just help them walk wisely. There's another one 
um, Juliana Rodriguez, she gets to um, lead a group of ninth grade, or sorry, sixth grade girls. And um, so she fell in love with serving those girls. And then she decided that she wanted to do even more. And she actually helps us as a volunteer write all of the curriculum for all of our small groups. And so she's taken her services step um, further and is doing that as well. And so, man, we John and Chastity. seriously, John Chassie down to Sherwood. Yep. Um, they lead every Sunday faithfully. They are building that ministry, that student ministry from the ground up over there, and we could not do it without them. Yeah, nothing in Napoleon Hauser, same thing. Yeah. And he's another a great volunteer. So we, we got to wrap it up, but we got like eight, eight or so minutes left. But I want everybody to give me one reason why somebody should serve at Journey. We've ta- we talked about it last week. Jesus said that the greatest of these is a servant. So why should somebody be a servant? Why should somebody serve at Journey? I'm going to just start here. Well, in Journeyland, we're impacting the next generation, but we're, we're building the future and we're starting the faith foundation that we hope will last these kids their entire life. So it may seem like rocking a baby, but what you're teaching them is God loves them. The church is safe. They're loved and t- cared for by God's people. Yeah, we, we actually did baby dedication this past uh, Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. And I, I pulled in the parking lot and I thought it was a Sunday morning. We had so many people here. Like it was moms and dads and grandparents and all that. We, we, uh, we dedicated seven I think it was seven or eight children, and something you, I think you may have already said it, so if you have, I'll say it again. Like, children's ministry also provides an opportunity for you to sit here, and so it's one of those deals. Don't ever discount that, because because of those people that are volunteering over there week after week after week after week, we can come in here and hear the dangerous message or talk through this kind of stuff, and I would just encourage you, find a place to serve, especially if you have kids. If you have kids, man, we would love for you to find a place to serve over there. So, Justin, why, why should somebody serve here? Um, well, when I think of why people should serve, there's always a scripture that comes to mind. I'm going to share that for us. Uh, in, in Philippians, uh, it says, uh, have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, whom though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. Hmm. Uh, so it, it, if we're supposed to be more like Jesus, yeah. then we need to be servant. Uh, I mean, Jesus showed us how to give perfect love, how to have perfect humility, but he also showed us how to be a perfect servant. And so um, just in our daily lives, if, if, if you want to worship God, if you want to serve God, then you need to be serving somewhere. Yep, that's good. Keith? I always use the analogy of a sponge, and I've said it before. Yep. A sponge's purpose is to soak up. And if you, soak, if you allow the sponge to soak up and you just sit it out and just let it sit there, it gets this musty, stank smell to it. It's got to be wrung out. Is that Sherwood? No, that's the body of Christ in general. Stank. Stank. Because we get caught it, we get caught up in being comfortable, and we get stuck, and we become complacent. And so I would I would challenge you with this: if you feel like your spiritual growth has gotten stagnant, I would challenge you to look and take in take an inventory of yourself and say, Are you serving? Not just internally at church but externally as well, outside of these walls. Are you serving? Yep. Because if you're not, you're going to stifle your growth. Yep. And, and God's, God's word says, man, we, we aren't just supposed to come and survive life. We should be living this life, a life more abundantly, yep. abundantly serving. Yep. A friend of mine used to say this. Uh, he was on staff here. As a, uh, actually, our missions pastor, his name is Justin. Justin used to say this all the time, that our purpose on this side of eternity is to make Jesus famous. That's it. And so the way we do is by serving the world that we live in and, and, and showing the world what, what a servant is supposed to look like. Tracy, why should somebody serve here? Well, I agree with what you just said. And just to go Did to I Matthew. Still 
you, did I steal it? No, Matthew oh. five sixteen just yeah. lines up with it though. But it says, "Let your light shine before men, that they may see your good works." And you, it doesn't end there. And then it says that they may glorify your Father in heaven. Yeah. So the reason we serve is not so people can look at us and go, "Man, how awesome you are." Is so that people can look at us and say, man, your God is amazing, and I want to I know him. I think about that scripture, too, you know, of the salt that loses its saltiness. You talk about a sponge. You know, it says that it should, be, it should be thrown out and trampled by men. And actually, what it became is it became a pesticide or a, a, a herbicide. It was used to kill. That's all it was good for. The salt was only good just to kill things. And so in our lives, we need to make sure that we're salty enough, that our savor factor is good, that we're the light of the world. And so it's exciting stuff. Angie. Give me one reason. Tell them why they should serve at Journey. Well, I would just say, remember when you were new, what it was like to walk in here for the first time. And now mm. you have the opportunity to put somebody at ease, to give somebody a smile that maybe that's what they needed just at that moment. I can't tell you. I have as many people walk up to me and go, I needed a smile today. I need a hug today. I love it when people go, man, that was a great message. But I'd rather hear that, man, I just felt welcome. This felt like, I can't tell you how many people say this, this just feels like home. I want this place to be home to a lot of us. And so, Lindsay, last but not least. Why not? Um, why not serve? Why not? I was like, <laughs> well, that was deeply theological. Let's pray. <laughs> um, no, I mean, there's, there's no better time than right now, than, than the present, to say yes to what? Um, can I ask you, can you do me a favor? Yes. A couple weeks ago, you shared a devotion with our staff. So we do devotion on Mondays and Thursdays. And you shared a devotion with our staff that I think resonated in a lot of us. What was that, what was that about? Yeah, so it's something that the Lord has been teaching me is why there's no better time than the present to say yes to what he's doing. Um, and it comes from, I was reading through First and Second Samuel, just looking at the life of David. And um, right before David gets to the battle between him and Goliath that we've all heard about, um, David was sent by his dad, Jesse, to bring some bread and cheese to his brothers because his brothers were actually the ones that were in the army that were fighting Goliath. And the only reason that David came and walked up to Goliath was because he was carrying some bread and cheese, a little... He was bringing the charcuterie tray. Yeah, a little, a little meat and cheese. Um... And so the only reason that David even walked up to face Goliath was because he was being obedient in a small thing. Wow. He was being obedient to his dad, just bringing some bread and cheese to sustain his brothers to fight the, the enemy that they, he thought that they were supposed to fight. But in that moment, God called David and he said, look, I've equipped you. You have some rocks, you have a sling, and I'm calling you right now to fight that giant. And David, all he had to do was say yes. And he just had to take out a small, he had to say a small yes to Jesus, to God. And God fought that battle for him, and he equipped him for that. Yeah, I think Isaiah 6, too. It, it's the, it said the, the angel of the Lord was looking whom he could use. And there's Isaiah sitting there. And I, I just envisioned this little picture where Isaiah's just sitting there, and he just raises his hand. And he goes, here I am, send me. That was it. He didn't have any training. He didn't know exactly what the job was going to be. But he just said, here I am, send me. So at Journey, um, I just want to be a, and create a culture. We want to create a culture at Journey that just says, here I am. Send me whatever that looks like. So if somebody wants to get involved, Angie, what's the next step that people can do? Well, uh, like Lindsay said, why not? But why not now? Just come mm. out right now after the service to the Next Steps area. We'll, several of us will be out there. Um, if you're online, your chat host can help get you connected as well. 
Is it ever weird to you guys, this is so off script, is it ever weird to you when people go, and, and our chat host, and our Sherwood campus, I still have to, I, I have to pinch myself every once in a while because I remember 17 years, old, uh, 17 years ago starting this church with 24 people, and now we're talking about you know, hundreds of people online, and we're talking about another campus. It's amazing, but that would not happen if it wasn't for volunteers because I can't hire enough staff to make this thing what God's called it to be. So we, we need you, but as much as we need you, you need to because, first of all, it's an act of service. It's an act of being more like Jesus. But you will get, I will promise you, you will get more out of it than we get out of it. Can we pray together today? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, in this moment right here, as we look at the last five weeks, we looked at the concept of identity. God, we are never more like you. That's the bottom line. We are never more like you. We want real identity. We are never more like you than when we serve. And, and, and I pray, God, that you would fill this church up with people, that you would make this a place Father, that people would want to know um, where they can fit in because their identity is found in that one thing. So I pray, God, that you would be with us as we continue to unpack over the next several weeks as we celebrate Mother's Day next week and we start a new series after that. God, I pray that you would be with us. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. Thanks again for listening today. If you need prayer or help taking your next step, email our team at nextsteps at journeycommunity.net.